Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Welcome to Exploring Missions, connecting mission needs with those equipped by God to meet those needs across the world or across town. And now the host of Exploring Missions, Bert Harper. About a year ago, I was introduced to a a man that has become very, very important to me, someone that I'm considering a friend. He's a work associate, and uh, he writes with the AFA Journal. And he's a pastor. And so we had that connection already. Now, he writes and I don't. So that we have that as not connecting. But it's Matthew White and his family. Some of his family is here today. So, Nathan, uh, it's, it's just a joy to have families on Exploring Missions. It, it, it anticipates and builds with the excitement. Absolutely. I'm excited about this, and I'm excited for everyone to hear what God has been doing in, in this family's life. And as you listen— just you know, let God speak to each of you, and see what He might He might want to do in your family's life. Yeah, it's amazing what God does, and then what He can do. That's I, I'm always amazed at what God does. So, we want to welcome Matthew, Whitney, and Ace White to the studios. Matthew, we'll start with you. Welcome, brother. Well, thank you for letting me be here, brother Bert. It's uh, a joy and a privilege. Um, not only to be able to work with you and uh, minister with you, but uh, to be here on this program today and be able to uh, share with you about this uh, topic we're going to discuss. Well, the topic that we're going to discuss is involving his wife, the mother of four boys. Is that right? That's Whitney. Right. Whitney, four boys? Four boys. Are you going for five? Oh, <laughs> no, I don't you know. Don't, you don't need to answer we that. Need, we need to have a little bit more sleep with number okay. four until we consider that. Well, we had three, and I heard our, one of our daughter-in-laws say, two Harpers are enough. <laughs> you know, uh, Harpers, we're kind of hyper and uh, active, and it just goes with the territory. But it is good to have you. Thank you. And then you, your son, you have four sons. Would you right. mind giving us their names? Sure. Aaron is number one. He's 10. And then there's Aiden. He's nine. Ace is seven, and then Asher is a year old. Year. And the one who's in the studio with us today is Ace. Ace, welcome. Thank you for being here. Are you glad to be here? Yes, sir. Well, good. I asked the right question. I finally get a good response. <laughs> right. I am glad you're here. Do you know we, your mom and dad would not be here today if you hadn't have done what you've done? And I want you to know that. So what you've done is just help us to praise God for what God's done in your life and in your family's life. And so we thank you for being here. In right. November, before Thanksgiving, right. you were guys were in Kentucky at what's the organ, What's the competition called? National Bible Bee. National Bible Bee. Now, some of us uh, used to do Bible drills, and uh, they would give us a scripture, and we would find it in our Bible and step forward and doing everything like that. And sometimes it was memorization. But if you were in Bible drills, you have a little bit of the idea of the Bible bees, but expanded. Yeah. Nathan, or like you were in spelling. Bible drills. <laughs> I did Bible drills. I did a few smaller spelling bees, you know, until the words got real long. <laughs> and so now, you know, some of us watch the national spelling bee competitions every year. And it's amazing to see 
some of that. So maybe a combination of a Bible drill and a spelling bee. Is that yeah. what this yeah, is like? Yeah, the National Spelling Bee is on the sports channel. Right. I found that interesting. Wow. I, uh, you know, but anyway, it is good to have you. The National Bible Bees, and we're, we've been connected with it at AFR for a few years. We've we've known about it, and we've seen people come by. Uh, Whitney, would you tell us a little bit about the National Bible Bees and sure. the your journey into for ACE to be a participant? Okay. Well, last spring, we were driving— and um, I heard a girl actually being interviewed on Today's Issues, and she had won the Bible Bee. Today's Issues is a program here on AFR that's right. heard every day, weekday. And um, I was just so impressed with her and with her speech. And she went on to say that as a senior in high school, she had learned thousands of verses. Growing up, you know, she started this when she was probably seven, like Ace, and went through it throughout her teenage years just memorizing continually. And then she said it wasn't until she got to college, all these things that she had hidden in her heart, then they started becoming real to her. And she was able to put those into play with all the major major decisions that she was making in life. And so I actually called Matthew and I said, hey, we, we need to do this. We need to figure this out and see about this. And so he said, OK, we'll, we'll figure it out and order it and we'll get started. Well, we were so excited. And when it came in, I guess in May, I called him immediately when I when it came in. I looked through it and I said, "Oh my goodness! I don't think we know what we got ourselves into. This is for real." And so, in the summer, it's an eight week summer study, and you have a workbook and you go through it. We we did it as a family because ours were young, you know, in the lowest well, not the lowest group. There was a primary group from seven to ten year olds. So we had a seven year old, nine year old, and ten year old, okay, all in the same group. And so every night we would do this, and it would take an hour, an hour or better. And, you know, there were things that we had to give up over the summer in order to focus on this. And we might, you know, as it got closer to Proclaim Day, which in with Bible drills, you have a, a church drill day. That's kind of like what that is. And um, as we got closer to that, there were just some things that we had to say, nah, we, we've got to finish our study and we've got to make sure we know what we're doing, you know, for Proclaim Day, which was good because it made Matthew and I put the word of God in our home first and foremost before anything else. And before that, we had not really done that. I mean, we homeschool and we teach Bible as probably, you know, the the main subject. We might spend two hours a day, me and the boys. But with Matthew, we were doing this at night and it, it just transformed our home. It was a good thing. And so by the end, by the time we got to Proclaim Day, we had Bible verses stuck to the <laughs> fridge and the windows and hanging from the ceilings and everywhere, you know. And so that was also good for people that came into our home to be able to see that. So anyway, we we got to proclaim day. They have to take a written test. They have to say their verses out loud, you know, in front of the church. And so they all made perfect scores. They did a great job. If they um, pass proclaim day, then they can take the qualifying test for nationals, which is unbelievably hard. And um, that's 100 questions that they have to do in 60 minutes. And so as a seven-year-old just learning to read, you know, that's that's tough. And wow. so Matthew and I, we could not help them at all. And we were standing back watching, and we were just panicking. We were thinking we couldn't have studied harder, but these questions are unreal. How are they going to do this? And Ace actually cried all the way through his test because he was like, I just can't. This is too hard. I can't do it. And we just said, just pray, you know, pray and just keep going. Answer all, answer all the questions. And so... Anyway, uh, about two weeks later, we got an email that two of them qualified. 
at that point, we had to really step it up and um, and really up our game. And, and, you know, it's funny to me, I was thinking on the way up here, how little we actually expect of our kids in school. They, they're they told to, you know, memorize, just know what you have to know for the test. And But when it comes to sports, we're willing to exhaust them and push them as hard as they can go. But when when it comes to the Bible, we really don't expect that much. Whitney, you're preaching to a lot of people <laughs> yeah. right now. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm speaking of myself. Hey, you know, you're speaking to a bunch of us. We've realized so much through this experience. Matthew and I talked about it. And, um, you know, we've been faithful church members since we were able to go to church. You know, six weeks old, we, we began our journey as being a faithful church member. And we held down a pew. And, and my church was bigger than his growing up. So, you know, we were involved in all the programs and all that kind of stuff. But then at 33 years old, I look back and I'm like, I attended everything, but I learned so little. And so that's why it's important for us to be able to instill this in them right now because they have a boldness at their age that we don't even have right now. And um, it was a really good experience because he did a little fundraiser for National Bible Bee, and he actually gave out verses and people would donate. I mean, gave out bracelets and people would donate. And so for every bracelet he gave he got to say a verse to people and that might be in the drugstore in walmart wherever but he could look you right in the eye proclaim his verse and with a boldness and courage that that we don't even have hey ace would you be willing to share a verse or two of those right now i'd love for you to just just share a verse with us nehemiah 8 4 through 6 and it is described upon pulpit of words that made for the purpose and beside him stood Mattathiah, and Shema, and Ananiah, and Uriah, and Hilkiah, and Messiah on his right hand, and on his left hand, Pedaiah, and Mishael, and Malchiah, and Hashem, and Hashadana, and Zechariah, and Meshalem. And Ezra opened the book in the sight of all the people, for as above all the people. And when he opened it, all the people stood up, and as blessed the Lord the great God, and all the people answered, Amen, amen, lending up their hands, and bowed their heads, and worshiped the Lord with their faces the ground Nehemiah 8 4 through 6 wow wow I just got one question who taught you to say their names right did you do, <laughs> could, could you do that that took us a long time to know I bet that. it does <laughs> I, I preach from Nehemiah quite a bit when I preach and I come to those names yeah. and I you skip tell, over right now yeah, yeah. What, <laughs> yeah what, what Brian Fisher who, who who can enunciate real well when he was here in the studio I'd go in there with an Old Testament name from Nehemiah and I said how do you say this Brian he said I don't know just say it fast and that like you know what you're saying and uh, but man ace that is great so you could share that verse when you would that you'd give them a bracelet and you'd share a verse of scripture with you. That is amazing. Tell us a little bit about the missional part. We want Ace to say a verse or two again, but right now, tell us how it became missional on your part. The fundraising, yes, but man, you got interviews and everything because of this. Well, that's right. It, it really was an opportunity to to share God's word and you know the Shema. I, I guess it kind of described our home throughout this process. Deuteronomy 6. That's right. You know, we're, um, we're commanded to think of the Lord's Word when, we're, when we rise and when we lie down and uh, write it on the doorpost of our home and just to continually let the Word of God be on our hearts and our minds. And, you know, they call this a, a competition. And, I mean, I guess it is, but it's what Whitney and I discussed, whether or not to, uh, to do this or not. We said, well, even though it's a competition, 
it's one competition where nobody loses. Right. You know, <laughs> it, Amen. If, if you walk away from this, whether you do just the summer study, the eight-week program, or if you go all the way to nationals, I mean, if all you do is is memorize one verse, then you've hidden God's word in your heart. And so nobody loses in this competition. You know, it's a, I know we live in the day where everybody gets a trophy, but in, in this one, <laughs> everybody really does win. And it's not just the child. I mean, it was a mission for our entire family because, as Whitney said, it really, I don't like to use the word forced, but, I mean, it, it really encouraged us because we had committed ourselves to this and we were determined to do it and we and we knew that it would honor God to do so so we did and it became missional in the fact that our home was literally decorated <laughs> with God's word God's word was on our hearts and our lips all the time everywhere we went you know we were able to proclaim God's word or or at least Ace was with a boldness like Whitney's talking about and it it encouraged other believers, when they would see what he was able to do at just seven years old, and they would, like Whitney and I, almost almost hang their head in shame to know what we're capable of, but what we don't do because we don't apply ourselves, and they would make the statement, you know what, I'm going to go home and I'm going to get in the Word, and I'm going to commit to memorizing one verse each week, or I'm going to commit to just memorizing more of God's Word. I realize that I have not done that well. And we're ta- I'm talking about uh, people in their 60s and 70s and older. <laughs> and I can't tell you how many times... And it gets harder to memorize. Yeah. You get older, right. I, yeah. I qualify. But I can't tell you how many times I heard that, and I know people told Whitney that as well. And so that just goes to show the power of God's Word, God's spoken Word. It is just as powerful. Well, here in Northeast Mississippi, we have a a newspaper, and they came and interviewed you guys, and that was such a good article, and it it brought about a witness, missional witness to to the whole area. And then, Ace, you got to come to AFA on a day when we have devotions, and I was absent that day, but they put it on the podcast, and I got to listen. And uh, I, I think Adrian Rogers being one of your heroes, I, I believe you, you've put that up there, and you're doing it, brother. You shared a lot of truth, and I appreciated that so much. Is an what, what did you have to memorize one whole book? Uh, like um, First Peter or something like that. What was it? Yes, we had to memorize the whole book of First Peter, all five chapters. Um, we um didn't get the five chapters as good as the other four. Um, the fifth chapter was um we didn't really um study it as much because we was trying to go through every chapter, and then when we went through the first chapter, we knew it. We went through the second one. We went through the third, the fourth, and then the fifth chapter. We just um. We did our best, didn't we? Did we you did, run out yeah. of time? <laughs> we did. We did. That's, hey, that's listen, did. listen, time is there, and I understand that. But you memorized the whole book of First Peter. That's amazing. That is Nathan, you know, conviction, uh, it's exploring missions, and part of this is conviction. As Whitney said, that we did not spend the time. I thought I was doing good when I was in high school and college. I'd memorize 99 verses every year. So when I got through... 
those five years, I had hidden 495 verses of God's Word in my heart. And even to this day, many of them I can quote, Mm -hmm. but every one of them I'll come to and read, I say, that's one of my verses. Mm -hmm. And during that period of time, hiding God's Word in your heart is that's missional. Right. Well, we've got the journey. You've gone through everything, and you've been accepted to come to the Nationals. Tell us about that, Whitney, how that worked. It was amazing. It was one of the best experiences I think I have ever had. As soon as he got there that day, he had to take another computer-based test, 150 questions in 60 minutes, um, lots and lots of Greek, very hard Um and then that night, they were all able to go up on stage. Everybody got a medal for um, participating. Hold that medal up. I can see it. They can't see it, but it's a medal he has around his neck. What, what a blessing it is. It he is. got that medal. He did. And then the next day, they went into what they call a recitation round, where they take all the passages um, that they're required to learn, and they pick 15 at random. And they've got to be able to say them back in 10 minutes. And so we actually got a late start in it because I didn't think there was any way this first year that we would make it to nationals. So we were just trying to get done what we had to do for the summer. And that goes back to me saying we just didn't know what his mind was capable of because we should have been pushing all along. And now we know. And so we'll know next year. But um, so we were just praying that he would just know a few verses because my biggest fear was that he would get in there and they would call 15 that he hadn't seen. So we were praying that he would know just a few. I wanted him to get far enough that he felt accomplished, but not too far that he felt defeated. And so he actually got 10 out of 15 correct. And I was um, so thankful for that. So that really gave him a sense of pride. You know, he felt good about that. And then I would, too. When they when they announced the semifinalists, his feelings were not hurt at all that he didn't make it. You know, he just looked at this year as a learning experience. And next year, you know, he can go back. So and he you, can truly y'all are ready, ready for next year? Oh, we are. We Ace, absolutely are. Ace, are you going to do it next year? Yes, sir. And you're ready to do it. it? Will it be the same verse or was it another one? All new. All new. So you'll start from scratch on a different <coughs> different uh, book. Yes, sir. Man. So here it is. We're praying for him whenever that comes and starts. Uh, when will you find that out? Uh, we'll start in, in May. In again. May. And he actually said this time, you know, he was the only kid from Mississippi that was there. And so. Representing our state. Right. right. Uh, for and those of us that live in Mississippi, Nathan is Alabama. So, I mean. You well, know. I'm still in Mississippi, but, you know, Mississippi always gets the stereotype of being last <laughs> in all the good categories. But thanks Amen. to Ace, Mississippi wasn't last Amen. in, the, That's in right. the Bible. They bit. have different host groups in different states. And so if anybody's interested that would be a great thing to look into because they help, you know, help figure out this process in the first year. But when we when we were coming back, Ace told us that we should become a host group because um, God needs more warriors in his army and we need to start recruiting. So I guess we'll be a host group next year. Way we're excited go. about that. Amen. But as far as missional goes, he has been able to speak to several different groups, different churches. He actually preached at our church a full message the day we left for national. So we're wow. very proud. So whose place did you take? Uh, who, who's the regular preacher at your church? My daddy. Oh, man. Well, I want to ask, did anybody come up and say, that's better than your dad? Nobody said that. <laughs> I, I, too bad. I, I figured it, it did great. I, you know what? A daddy feels better about their son preaching 
than they right. do themselves. And that's just part of the territory. There's nothing like having your children love the Lord with all their heart, all their soul, and all their might. And it's encouraging to us to see you have done that, Ace. I want to get this in. Make sure the missional opportunities were there with the interview with the newspaper, going to churches and to different organizations. I know, okay, he writes for the journal. He's a pastor, Baptist pastor. So I knew money has to be an issue of traveling with uh, six people mm-hmm. to the nationals. Did God meet that need? Oh, he, he absolutely did. And, and uh, I, I think I would it would be bad on my part if I didn't give God glory for the way he provided for us. I think Whitney told you this out of studio, but when you, um, you know, when you get word that you qualified for nationals, you have to begin, you know, making preparations pretty quickly. You have to pay registration fees and then, of course, their hotel fees. And then, you know, for large families like ours, um, a lot of that stuff begins to add up. And so the first question that we, you know, that we both ask is uh, how are we going to pay for this? And um, and I think Whitney told you this out of studio as well, but a lot of families have to do fundraisers. And so our question was, how do we pay for this? And then uh, our answer was, well, we know that this is honoring to God, and so let's go ahead and commit to it, and let's just trust God. And so that's what we did. And, um, I mean, God just – he showed out in, in amazing ways for us and didn't just supply what we needed but went above and beyond. We have enough that we kept it in Ace of Savings account for next year, actually. Right. It's, it's, it, right. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. And, you know, we did begin the fundraising process with him selling the wristbands, and, and, and that got us well on the way. But then there were uh, our church, AFA, and then many, many individuals. I couldn't even name them all, but many, many individuals along the way with just generous donations. And, I mean, I was just blown away by uh, what – what God was able to do and how he um, provided for us. And, um, you know, not only were we able to go, we were able to go and actually enjoy right. <laughs> the trip. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I just have to give God the, the glory and the praise for uh, his provision, yeah. abundant provision. You know, when we talk about missions in a family involvement, Nathan, this is an example of what we talk about on this program, yeah. families on mission for God. Yeah, it's, it's the first line of of your mission field is in your home and proclaiming God's word. Uh, memorizing is 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 a form of meditating on mm-hmm. God's word, and we know that just memorizing and meditating on God's word affects the way you live. And uh, even someone as young as you, Ace, seven years old, and uh, that's going to pay so much dividend down the road as you get older. You know, it's, it's disciple-making. That's what's exciting. So I do have a couple questions, though, Ace, as people are listening to this uh, episode today. They might be challenged and encouraged to start memorizing Scripture. And maybe they're not young like you. They might be old like me. And they're thinking, I don't know how to, how to begin this process of memorizing Scripture. Do you have any advice of how would you go about memorizing Scripture? What was the way you learned best? Well, we... Um well, um, to learn our Greek words, we shot Nerf guns and um, threw marshmallows at them. 
That sounds fun. I think I would like to learn Greek that way. <laughs> um, and um, for um, whenever I was going for um, me to get my um, for me to learn my verses, Aaron and Aiden held up their hands for fifteen verses, and uh, they were saying, "AC, please get done." They was like. Um, that was really encouraging me to get done. Um, so you had some, some help along the way, huh? Yes, brothers okay. tend to help each other on that way, don't they? Did one of your brothers uh, memorize as well? They, they both did. Uh, both other brothers did. Okay, Nathan, you had another question. Yeah, I was, I was just curious to ask you, Ace, if you could maybe share another verse of Scripture with us. And, uh, you know, maybe a verse, if you can think of it, that might be a good first verse for somebody to learn if they wanted to learn maybe something easier or something just the first verse I want to try to memorize as I as I listen to this do you have a recommendation Psalms 150 verse 6 let everything that hath breath praise the Lord praise ye the Lord Psalm 150 verse 6 awesome I think I could do that one I do I love Psalm 150 you want to share another verse? What's your favorite? What's your favorite? That's a good question, Matthew. What is your favorite verse? That's the one I already said first. Nehemiah. Oh, man. I love Nehemiah. It's, he's, he's my, he and Caleb, they're my two heroes in the Old Testament, so I love them. You got another verse your mom or dad reminded you of? Um, 1 Peter 4, 14 through 16. If you be approached with the name of Christ, happy are you for the spirit of glory and of God resteth upon you. On their part he is evil spoken of, but on your part he is glorified. But let none of you suffer as a murderer, or as a thief, or as an evildoer, or as a busybody in other men's matters. Yet if any man suffer as a Christian, let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God on this behalf. First Peter four, fourteen through sixteen. I love that busybody. Yeah. That's a missional verse. You that know, the is whole it? book of First Peter shows you how to live on mission. It does. Live a holy life in front of people when they have something bad to say about you, when you even suffer on the cause of Christ, you just shine your light and let, let your people see Jesus in you. I think that's the best part about this experience is it's over for this year, but it's not for him. He he's still going. We're still learning. We're on Luke two, one through twenty right now. And even when the competition was Finished and we were headed back at Waffle House. He was proclaiming God's word at our hotel in Alabama. You know, so I mean, it just keeps going, and it, it's a great thing to instill that at a young age. Amen, guys. Thank you for being here today. Oh, we appreciate it, uh, Whitney. I appreciate you so much thank homeschooling you. those children, and then in addition, that really brought Matthew in. I noticed that. You know, the homeschool, the guy, sure. the dads out there. And when we come home, have a devotion. But this really made right. Matthew work work more. Yeah, I think that's a good point to bring out because in the homeschool, um, you know, the, the mother that stays at home typically uh, is able to have the, the time in the, in the Word. And um, it, this did provide us the opportunity to, to push us into family devotion time which is which is very important and I, I think I talked with you uh, the other day about this but um, we uh, you know the, the man gets to teach application outside the home but uh, this helped us to get it uh, all together inside the home thank you guys for being with us and let God's word abide in your heart that you may be on mission for God for God